content may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. Listeners to WTF Are You Talking About, the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do. I'm Katie. I'm Nigger. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I got locked. <laughs> I'm going with it. We're cool. here to ask each other, what the fuck are you talking about? So, brief rundown of how this goes. We've got six categories of topics. The next episode's contents will be determined by the role of a die. So the categories are true crime, paranormal, history and education, science technology, entertainment, and current events. We'll use an eight-sided die, so if you roll a one, then you're going to roll a six-sided die for those same categories, but it will be local, so Idaho, any state bordering Idaho, and if you roll an eight, then that's a wild, and you get to pick whatever you want. Yeah. Which I think is actually what you rolled last time, wasn't it? That is what I rolled last time. (laughs) If it's not, I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) I misunderstood the assignment. No, I'm pretty pretty sure you rolled a wild. I know I rolled a wild, because I remember immediately being like, I know exactly well, Becker, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, the only the only things I have seen is I've seen I've heard lots of yelling, and then you came downstairs and rage drank two beers. No, I'm on beer three, so we're in for a treat. <laughs> Whoever you are, I um, I was concerned. The goal right now is actually to get drunk because I just need to get through this one. I was concerned um, about. I was like, well, shit. Now I have to go on his level or something. So I have a. Stein full of wine. Yeah, so I did get a wild, and here's the thing is, I I wanted to talk about something I truly loved. One of my greatest childhood memories I've ever had. I promptly ruined it before this recording. By accident. I should have known better. But I'm going to talk about a book. A book that I love. I'm gonna let the cat Hello? Out. What? Madam. Okay. But I want to talk about a book that I I love that uh, is a trilogy. And you just oh, I love you, it's fine. <laughs> You're the um, cutest. Let's go that she's here though, because we talk about all the time about how like each cat represents one of us. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so I was thinking about that. And if I'm being quite honest, um, and I don't think this is any spoilers for our campaign or anything like that, but I get I do get quite a bit of inspiration from several different things I've read as a kid. And this is one of them. And I'm gonna be talking about his dark materials. I love these books so much. <laughs> They're so fucking good. They're so, so good. Can we hold back up a minute? Okay. You said there's one of us for each cat. Yes. And then, how does that link to, were those, was that a complete thought? Yeah. Oh, okay. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That felt like a sentence fragment that continued on and then. No, 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 no. Because like, 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 you are Jax. Right, yes. in a sense, John is Mac, and I'm CJ, the dim-witted <laughs> one who will eat everything, not knowing what's happening. Uh, which, you throw up on the floor a lot. Oh, I know, that's good. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, this is something I've wanted to talk about for like ever since ever since we decided to start the podcast. This was one on my head. Like I'm like I have to do this. I'm because, kind of jealous you got there first. <laughs> so because here's the thing though, I never finished the amber spyglass. What? I never finished it. So I like do not spoil it for me. I, I know nothing about I got I got through about a third of the way so I don't know how it ends okay so that's actually why I did this too because like I gotta finish the series because I bought all the books on Audible we're not sponsored by Audible but I fucking love Audible because they have all three books on there now before I get too far ahead of myself I'm, I'm, gonna do- I'm talking specifically about the first book okay the Golden Compass otherwise known as the Northern Lights mm-hmm. from His Dark Materials book one this is a book by Philip Pullman. Amazing, prolific writer. And the funny thing about this book is it was written by him almost as a jab to spite C.S. Lewis's book. Mm-hmm. He hates C.S. Lewis's... Well, he's an atheist. Disorder. He's an atheist. And then he thinks that the way how he portrays women... Now, I that's another thing. I hopefully don't get a lot of hate mail from this. I have not, theory, I have not finished... The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe series. I've not read all oh. four, what is it, four or five books? No, there's six? way more than that. So six? Seven? No, there's, uh, I want to say there's eight or nine. Oh my god, there's a lot. Okay, so like the whole, whole reason for I this have, is... So I have the first uh, horse and his boy, or no, no, no. <laughs> I have the first horse um, and his boy. I, the Magician's Nephew, I have that one. Okay. And then I have a big book that's like this thick, I'm holding my fingers very far apart. For those yeah, of you that are not three here, inches. That, uh has all the rest of them in there if you want to read them i would love to but i must finish this series first because i so as an aside which i know you haven't gotten there because this is at the end of the amber spyglass but there is a passage there that i i know had read at our wedding i talked to john about it when we were trying to find (laughs) um our parking spaces for the sledding we didn't do today (laughs) we weren't sledding we were going to be tubing Regardless, yeah, no, I brought that up because I'm like, I need to talk about something that I actually am enjoying right now because going up and down that fucking road was driving me insane. Yeah, that um, was. But yeah, I want to talk about this book because I love all the characters. All the characters, all the characters so beautifully written. And, and I mean, this is, a, this is a book that I read when I was, I read this book when I was nine. Mm-hmm. This book came out, I think, in like 2000. <clears throat> fucking that's alright that can be a little bit of a second but like it was like really really early 2000s was when this first book series came out okay and so the very first book has to do with a girl named Lyra Belacqua and her demon or as I swear it used to be pronounced Damon Damon mm-hmm. okay because in the audio version I was listening to it said demon and the the other thing I listened to called a demon We'll get to that one later. Um, but uh, her her Damon, Pantalimon, otherwise known as Pan, and... 95. 95? No July way. 1995. Okay, never mind. Much older, but still beautiful nonetheless. July... That book came out when my sisters were born. They were born July 6, 1995. That's insane. Okay, cool. So this book is literally <laughs> 23 years old. It's literally how old that book is. So, but the book starts out, so this book is focused around Lyra Balakwa in the very first book and Pan. Okay? Pan is her daemon. And so in this universe, you have humans 
and you have their souls that exist outside of them in this current universe. And with that, it, there's multiple manifestations your daemon can have. It can be pretty much a culmination of any animal. It can shapeshift to being a cat, a dog, a rat, a bird, you know, freaking dragon for all I know. And it's really cool because it's almost like the personification of what makes you you, right? And like, it, like, and what's really interesting is, and this is like I really want to investigate that I have yet to find out, and I feel like I have to finish reading all of the books, all four of them. The fifth one's not out yet, as far as I know. Uh, was it once? Is it Once Upon a Time in the North, and then Lyra's Oxford? Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Like that's six. My bad. So, because I forgot, there's Lyra's Oxford, and then there's what was the one you said? I think it's called Once. Uh, if I'm remembering once correctly, upon, once, yeah, upon once Upon a Time in the, the North. North. So that plus the trilogy makes five. Mm-hmm. There's six. So. Um, but with this, uh, you start off with Lyra, who is almost like fairly, it's not necessarily, I don't want to say charismatic, but she has, she has this ability to really be persuasive. Mm -hmm. Very much so. And it's not, it's not like nippy or gripey or complaining or like being hyperly aggressive. It's almost like there's a curiosity behind her because she lives in Oxford College, right? Or Jordan College. Jordan College in Oxford. And she's being raised <laughs> by a lot of the um, scholars that live there. And she's not really interested necessarily in learning. In fact, she often goes out into the surrounding area to go play with the kids or um, the Egyptians, as they're called, mm -hmm. which I feel like is like a culmination of like gypsies and Egyptians. Um, but I haven't really derived that whole part. And this is in a universe that's pretty much like our own, but has different names. Like Britain is spelled with a Y. Yeah. Because that's easy enough. It's an, an alternate world. It's an alternate world, right. And so you have her going out into the world. Really, she's, she's very curious but she doesn't care much about learning. It seems like for her, it, does, it doesn't matter unless it pertains to something that actually matters, right? Like, if you were a teacher physics, it'd be like, well, I don't care about learning about the formula for physics. I want to see what physics actually does, right? Like, when she spits freaking stuff off the top of the roof mm -hmm. at the fellow scholars. So she's very curious, and this is what starts off the whole damn series because her curiosity gets her into... A room inside of a wardrobe, which is very funny. I didn't realize the parallels there because I knew that Philip Pullman didn't like those books, but I think it's hilarious that he starts off with her going into a closet mm -hmm. or a wardrobe to start the whole damn thing off. And so she goes in there and she overhears the master and a butler pretty much talking about a visitor named Lord Azrael who is coming. And Lord Azrael at this moment, is Lyra's uh, uncle. Yeah. Uncle, right? And there will be some spoilers in here for those of you listening. 
but it doesn't matter. Fucking read the book. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if I spoil everything for you. <clears throat> read the book, because the book is amazing. Um, but, so she's listening in, and all of a sudden, the master, after the butler leaves, has this bottle of wine. A 1898 bottle of Tokai. I looked up this bottle, so I was trying to figure out the reason why I wanted the, the wine for this episode. Mm-hmm. Which I will definitely probably grab because I'm getting close to finishing with okay. my beers. That bottle is three grand. Jesus Christ. And I was like trying to figure out what kind of wine it was, and it looks like it looks like I'm not a wine connoisseur, but as far as I could tell, it was looks like to be a red. And so, actually, you know what? One moment, please. <laughs> I got a bottle of wine called Prophecy, which is perfect for this goddamn episode. Because what Lyra ends up doing, I'm going to be multitasking here, she listens in, the master of the college ends up poisoning this bottle of 1898 Takai, which is Lord Azrael's favorite. So, he does this, Lyra sees, Lord Azrael comes into the chamber shortly after he leaves, and as he's about to take a drink, she pops out of the wardrobe and slaps it out of his hands, thus starting off this adventure. Because Lord Azrael is furious when he sees her. In fact, he even threatens, he's like, he threatens to break her arm, mm -hmm. which is a little aggressive, you know? <laughs> And then she explains why she slapped it out of his hands, and then he tells her to go back into the wardrobe to listen and see if the master says anything of interest. So she does this, and the master is very surprised that Lord Azrael is not dead. And with that, after he shows off some slides about things called dust, mm -hmm. and of another adventurer named, uh, last name I believe is Grumman, She tells Lord Azrael about how the master responded. And this was of shock and of curiosity and of fear. Because the master has to... Uh, I, it's funny because I don't, I don't recall actually ever hearing a name when I was listening to the book. So, but the master has to keep a delicate balance between the scholars and something called the magisterium. And the magisterium... Do you want me to do that? Yeah. The Magisterium is an entity that is pretty much like modern-day Catholicism, but it's turned more into more of a theocracy, where it pretty much runs the land. And if you say anything heretical at all, they try to silence that. And if I recall in the story, there were actually two other people who were looking into this dust, as they call it, which flows into a demon and then thus into a man, and it caused great fear among this magisterium. And Lord Azrael's mission is to go to the north to go investigate the dust further, mm -hmm. as you were told. So, with that, our mission begins, because Lyra is curious about dust. And she ends up finding her way to the north eventually. Part of this stems from the loss of one of her childhood friends. And 
their name was, oh my god, I fucking wrote it down. Did my computer boot up. Um, I believe his name was, was it Billy Costner? Because there were several of them. Well, whatever, if it wasn't correct. Okay. One second here. Okay. That's funny. That's fine. So one of her friends goes missing, though, and gets taken by an entity called the Gobblers. Now, the Gobblers is an acronym for the General Oblation Board. And their goal is to understand what is dust and to stop it because they're very fearful of this dust. So that, coupled with Lyra eventually getting to travel as an assistant under... Roger. Roger. Thank you. Roger. Um, so Roger goes missing, and she ends up meeting a lady named Miss Coulter. Or in the movie, otherwise known as Mrs. Coulter. And she was played by Nicole Kidman? Yes. I have not seen the movie. I have been too afraid to watch it. You're gonna fucking watch it with me. Okay. That's where all the alcohol comes from. Oh, no. So. That's why I've been afraid to watch it. I need someone to share my pain. Oh, okay. And you can, too. Okay. Because it's on Hulu. Oh, is it? It is. I couldn't find it on Netflix, so I checked Hulu, and that's when all of a sudden, when I was downstairs trying to think about my bit and stuff. I was oh, like, is that why you ran away? I was like, oh, my God, it's available? Because I didn't think it was available. Because supposedly it failed at the box office, but it actually didn't. It cost $180 million to make. I believe they made $330 million off the movie itself. So I'm not sure if that was a massive success. But it definitely wasn't successful enough to uh, continue the series. Because mm-hmm. that series is pretty much dead as a movie. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. But, so, she ends up going with Miss Coulter. Miss Coulter is a very, I don't want to say persuasive. She is very charming in terms of her physicality and how she phrases things, right? She's mm-hmm. very much a silver tongue. And Lyra and Pan become a little bit enamored with her in the beginning, but they realize eventually they're not going to be going to the north, which is why they want to go, because that's where all the dust is, and they're very curious about that. They also hear that Lord Azrael has been captured and has been pretty much uh, a prisoner of the bears, otherwise known as the Panterbjorn. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, and these bears are sentient, and they have sky armor, which is really, it's, it's pretty much armor built out of meteorites that fall from the sky. Fucking badass, that's it's what it is. It's sick! It's so cool! So, um, but he's captured by bears, and luckily he's, li- he's allowed to continue his experiments, but he can't leave. Because in the books, anyone that's a prisoner is pretty much, lives lavishly. They can't leave but they can do whatever they want. So I'm like, eh, that's not a bad deal necessarily in terms of being a prisoner. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. You could be in solitary confinement with nothing. But she ends up going to the north and to do that, because Miss Coulter won't do it, she tries to run away. Now, Miss Coulter at this point, um, before she runs away, becomes really aggressive. She even has her demon 
or Damon grab Lyra's Damon, and her Damon's a golden monkey. And in the movie, he looks fucking ugly. Oh, no. Which is disappointing because that monkey is described as being very elegant and mm-hmm. beautiful. Like, it should not look... Like, when I saw it initially, I was like, that thing's fucking creepy. I wouldn't want to get around her. Uh-huh. Right? And since the Damon's a personification of your soul... That almost is like a red flag, like, eh, beep, yeah. stay away, she's beautiful, but her uh, her freaking spirit is ugly as shit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, eventually, uh, the monkey and Pan get into a dispute. I don't remember the monkey's name. I actually don't recall if it was actually ever, in, in the first book, I don't believe it was specifically mentioned. But, you're not supposed to have your daemon... Mess with another daemon. Especially a human mess with another daemon. It's considered taboo. And almost everyone across the globe, even if there was a war, they know better than to mess with that. Because it's, you know... So it's not soul. named in the books. Okay, it's not but named it was, in the books. But it was given a name in a radio adaption. Interesting! I'm curious about what that name is. But... Ozymandias. Ozymandias, huh? Yeah, which... That, that just makes me think of Watchmen. <laughs> that's all that's I got. exactly what I thought. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay. Um, but anyways, she ends up running away because she realizes that she's not going to be going anywhere and she's actually being kept prisoner. She flees. She is about to get captured by the gobblers, but the Egyptians actually step in. Um, and, and Lyra's pretty smart, actually. Let me back up a little bit because before she runs into the gobblers, there is a guy on the street with his daemon and he offers Lyra a bottle of whiskey. On the street. So this lone little girl on the street, she's been running. Uh, I believe she runs past a movie theater. And this guy offers her a drink. And eventually, she she lies. And she, apparently, she her, like one of her superpowers is being really good at lying. Um, but she jokes about her father being a murderer. Mm-hmm. All right? And then she's like, I'm not kidding. Oh, it looks like he's coming now. He's really pissed off. And the guy starts to freak out a bit enough for her to like run away. Because that guy sounds like, I'm fucking death trap. <laughs> so she runs away. Goblins try to grab her. But they don't because the Egyptians come in to save her. Now, by the way, in the fucking movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I need to back up. Because in the fucking movie. First off, they give away the whole plot in the first five minutes. What? The whole thing. And they rob Lyra of all of the investigations that she does. Like, you know, um, I mean, a little bit too far ahead of my missiles. Uh, but you know how when eventually when she gets to the bear palace, mm-hmm. right? She figures out how to trick the bear. They give Mrs. Coulter tells her that, so they take away all this great detective work that Lyra is capable of. They take away all the cool compass things that she can do. And I totally skipped that. Sorry. She gets a golden compass that's pretty much a truth meter, mm-hmm. to where she can actually look at it and based on she man- maneuvers three different hands. Alethiometer. Uh, yeah. Alethiometer, uh, which means truth measurer. And so they're trying to move these hands. Uh, she moves these hands all about, and then if she was, if she focuses on it, but not trying to make an answer, but trying to understand what the answer is, she can come to deductive reasoning as to what is really the truth. So she could, like, if you're trying to lie to her, and she wants to ask the same question back, she could find out that you're lying, in a sense, through that compass. Really useful tool. There were six of them made, as far as I remember the book saying, and only one of them is currently known to be in existence. There's also a book, which is not mentioned at all, in the fucking movie, and uh, normally you need that to read this thing. Sorry if I'm a little ragey, but this book is like, <laughs> this book was like my heart and like, it, w- it made me so happy to read these books. 
Because I read that first book so many times, and since it's been a while, I'm like, I'm going to read that book. I still, I can't believe that you haven't finished The Amber Spikes. <sighs> that book first. destroyed me. So, she has this lead the elevator, she gets cap- uh, almost captured, but then she goes with the Egyptians to help find these kids, because these kids are all missing. There's a whole bunch of kids missing, mm-hmm. and they know the the gobblers are doing some experience on them to try and figure out something about dust. That's all they know. So they go there, they eventually run into another Pansybrion named, oh my god, and I do not want to say it wrong because he's one of my favorite fucking people in here. Uh, York? Uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting the last name. But York, he's a bear without any armor. So then when they, when they, when they set port, so they're sailing because these Egyptians use ships, they go through a canal, and I'm thinking... Based on the movie, I wonder if Philip Pullman was actually thinking more of the English Channel and changed a letter to be Canal. Because they're supposed to be going up north, mm-hmm. right? And they settle, and they run this pants from named York. And York is pretty much a slave at this point. He was tricked by the fellow citizens of this area to drink spirits after he had lost... Um, he'd been exiled. Sorry, I got confused. The movie says he lost. Not true. Fucking furious mm-hmm. about that. But it's fine. Because York's a badass. Yeah, it circles back around. It's fine. It's... Uh, okay. So, um... But he lost his armor. So he was drunk off his spirits because of something horrific happening to him. And he eventually gets his um, armor back thanks to Lyra. And what's funny is Lyra ends up doing some cool, like... She tries to understand how this bear works because she's never met a sunshade bear before, this Panzer Bjorn. And she even tries tricking him, and he's like, I can't be tricked. And so she tries fencing, which is completely negated from the film. It's almost like she meets York, and she's just immediately like, Oh, okay, and I can find your armor. I'm like, There's no character development. Like, I don't feel like you actually mm-hmm. care about this bear. And the actress, God bless her heart, but it was bad. Oh, no. It was bad. Oh. MVP of this whole film, though, fucking Pan. I fucking loved... Whoever did Pan's voice and the CGI for Pan, brilliant. Like, I was enamored. Anytime Pan had anything to do, I'm like, I fucking love you. I'm like, I'm just... I only care about you at this point. (laughs) It was really good. The CGI... The CGI in this movie was brilliant. Super fantastic. But um, she helps the bear get the armor back. They go to North. And... The movie does this out of order. Because once the bear gets the armor, where do they... If you remember the story, where are they supposed to go next? What happens? Right? They start going to the north. Lyra has a compass, and she realizes that there's somewhere else that they have to go. Because there's something wrong. Yeah, isn't the compass, like, trying to lead them back somewhere else that's... To a shack. Yeah. Right? No, no, okay, so she does does this in order. So she goes to the shack, and she finds a kid, Billy Costner. That was the name I, I mm-hmm. got fucked up. So Billy Costner, but they find him without his daemon. What they end up finding out is that the, the board is removing these daemons. Mm-hmm. Now, in the books, this is known as a severed child. She does not know that the gobbler's actually doing this innately. But in the movie, she just sees this kid. She's like, oh my god, I put two and two together. No, I put three and three together, and I get nine. It's fine. <laughs> so, and it sucks because when she comes to these revelations, like, they're really, 
heart-wrenching when you listen to him in the books. Like, mm-hmm. I become generally, like, I become very sad. Maybe it's the nostalgia from, like, when I used to read these as a, a young teen. But she get, in the movie, she's like, oh, it's this, this, that. I'm sad. But I don't see the sadness. I don't see the sorrow. I see it through the CGI character and the voice acting, which was, again, brilliant. <laughs> Fucking loved it. Um, but they go back to bring the kid back. Now, the thing is, the kid in the book dies. Mm-hmm. Not in the movie. He's just like, oh, God. <laughs> and the mom is there. The mom's there with them on the mission. I don't remember being there. It's fine. But, so, this is where things get out of order. Because immediately afterwards, they get attacked. And where are they supposed to go first? I don't remember. To the, ob- the ablation board. Mm-hmm. Because she gets there, and she gets taken away. Um, she gets taken away because she becomes Lizzie Brooks. Mm-hmm. And she has, tries acting her way out because she knows that she can't break bright because she's finally realized that these are the people that are doing shit, but she doesn't know how they're doing it, and she doesn't want to give herself away, and she also doesn't want to get severed from Pan because... That feels horrible because in this universe, your spirit can go, I think, no more than 20 meters mm-hmm. from yourself. If they go any further, you start feeling this tear, this like yearning longing of sorrow and joy all at the same time because it's like your spirit's literally being ripped out of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool because in the book, after they try to do this once, they co- Pan comes running back and like she won't let him go. You don't experience that in here. So, she's supposed to go to the Oblation Board first. In the book, I think that's perfect. Um, because eventually, she starts doing some spying, and she, she figures out that these daemons have been captured. That's not mentioned at all in the movie! They don't keep the daemons. The daemons are just gone. They're like, when they get severed, they fucking poof out of existence. Mm. Which is dumb! Because, like, the whole thing that makes this heart-wrenching is, like, pe- people's souls have been ripped out like apart from their bodies and they can never again be bound together. So even if you release them, they will never be whole because the tether has been broken. Mm-hmm. It'd be like as, it'd be like as if you were just alive, but you didn't feel alive. Like you'd be living, but yeah. you, you just be a vessel. That's it. You'd just be flesh. And so that's what makes it so heart wrenching. That doesn't happen here. Cause you never know what happens to the demons. As far as I know, because uh, based off of one scene, it looks like they pretty much evaporate when it happens. But the kid doesn't die. But if, if I remember correctly, doesn't she talk about how when they're whenever they're doing things, the kid just kind of like goes along with whatever because he's just like broken? <sighs> yes. Um, they're, they're highly suggestible. Mm-hmm. Because, again, they're like, they don't have any... Yeah. They're, they're aware that something's wrong. In fact, when the Billy Costner gets found, he asks, he's like, you have my ratter. And he's holding onto a fish. Mm-hmm. Like, a rotten fish, which is blatantly, ex- like, it is explicitly stated that this fish is missing. Or oh, that, that he has this fish. That he's, he's squeezing it to the point where, like, the flesh is starting to squeeze out. Mm-hmm. Because of that yearning for his soul. That has been ripped from him. That doesn't happen here in these things. And when the kid dies, Lyra is furious because she finds out the fish is missing. And she's like, where the fuck is this fish? Not in those words. <laughs> but she's like, who took this kid's fish? That's the only thing he had when he died. You better give it back. And apparently 
someone took the fish and fed it to their dogs. Mm-hmm. And she's furious. And she's like, but not apologize to me. She apologized to him. He's the one without. So, in when she in the book when she goes there, she frees all the demons through a a witch's demon. Who and witches can have their demons be super far apart from each other. Through aren't some, they, aren't they really large too? This one was a goose, so that seems large-ish. But I don't remember uh-huh. it being extremely. Uh. It wasn't humongous, as far as from what I remember hearing from the book. But the daemon, the, the funny thing is, the daemon has literally magic powers because it can. The goose is like, he's like, put snow on these things, and she does that, and he goes, and like every time he does this like click sound with his mouth, the lock undoes. Uh, undoes. Mm-hmm. And so she does all this because they're doing a fire drill test at this time, and I don't want to go too in depth because that will take up enough time as is. But they, she frees the demons in the book, right? And then after she frees the demons, and um, even if she gets caught, she almost gets severed. Miss Coulter finds her and saves her um, in the nick of time, which you find out later as to why that might be. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very interested to see how that character develops compared to the movie. Mm-hmm. Movie's bullshit. <laughs> That's how right now. Movie hurt me. Hurt me in ways I don't. It just hurt. Uh, but then she ends up going after she gets freed there's a giant fight that ensues she's really she's like and she's an active participant in this war so like when she tries to escape and all these soldiers are trying to like start shooting at kids she's like fucking grab a snowball and throw it at their eyes Mm -hmm. she tells kids what to do and like that makes her a fucking badass in the movie not so much we can't have strong female characters what are you talking about in the movie she's like run and like everyone's like running and shit, and like soldiers all have guns, but they don't shoot. That's one of the things I noticed. There, there's a scene where like the bear is fighting in the village, and all but one of them decide to put their guns down when Lyra's in front. Like I noticed it in like a little, like you'll see it because we're gonna. I need your help. Okay. I need you to grieve You're with me. Pull me into this, God. Pull me in. Oh. <laughs> um, but she ends up. Eventually going to the bears. This is where it's out of order, though. In the movie, she goes to the bears first. She goes to the bears first. Lord Azrael isn't there. In the books, he is. Lord, She goes there. She goes there, and eventually she runs into freaking Raynar, or whatever the fuck his name is, because he, they, he, they really underdeveloped him in the movie. Mm-hmm. It makes him like a crazy lunatic, which he didn't come across as in the book. In the book, he came across as very intelligent and ambitious, very savvy, and um, he wanted a demon of his own. Now, if you remember from earlier, again, I've been rambling, but this is I'm very passionate <laughs> about this shit. Miss Coulter told her in the movie that he wanted a demon. So this takes away from it because, like, in the book, she gets captured. She gets captured, taken to um, it's like Sovngarde or some, I believe is somewhere around the name of that. And say I think that's a place in Skyrim. I mean. Yeah, but I get the, the movie, In the movie, they have, like, they have so many different ethnicities. Like, when they go north, it's Russians. Yeah. And I was just like, but, like, like it was, like, clearly only Russians are in the north. I don't know. <laughs> I, I had a weird feeling with it, because, like, when they got to the port, it was all Germans. When they got north, it was all Russians. And I'm just like. Where even are you? Yeah. I'm like, I don't, it's fine. But. They get there, and 
she, in the movie, she's like, oh, I already know this thing. And she's like, Pan, stay back. And that's another thing. I even brought, brought up in here, too. I'm like, she's fucking whispering in front of the damn bear. And the bear hears none of this. <laughs> in the movie, she's like walking up and she's like, Pan, hide behind me and stuff. And she's like, what, 30 feet away from the bear when she says this? And I guess in the books, when your daemon talks, everyone else can hear it. Not in this one. Mm -hmm. Pan's like, don't trust this fucker. And and, and she's <laughs> More like, or less. and she's like, oh, and she fucking ignores Pan in the fucking movie. Explicitly. Up until the very end. I'm like, that's your fucking soul talking? You might want to take that Listen? into consideration. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bitter about that. But Well, especially <sighs> because her relationship with Pan is so important throughout the books. It's so important. I even have another here where it's like, I fucking love Pan. Because <laughs> he's the detective. He's the one that figures out in the movie. He figures out the gobblers. He figures out everything. He literally is Lyra. <laughs> I'm like, I love you. But he goes to the Bear King, um, and she's like, if you beat Yorick um, in single combat, his power will flow into you, and then I can be your demon. Because the whole thing is, he wants to have a demon on his own. He can't, because he's a bear. And he's found wanting, right? <laughs> yeah. And so eventually, they have this fight, and Yorick, in the fucking movie, he's actually weak. He's actually weak, and that takes away from so much fucking development! So, <laughs> because in the book, okay, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I failed, I'm sorry I failed, but... No, you're not, you're book, not sorry. I'm not, but in the book... Yorick is a badass. He's smaller than the Bear King, but he's powerful as fuck. And I'm like looking at the microphone. He, I want you to know I'm looking, really staring you down I'm right now. I'm looking at you right now. When they have this fight in the book, Yorick says that a bear can't be tricked. But Lyra tricks the bear, and that's where Lyra gets her name Silvertongue. That is mm -hmm. never brought up in the movie. And because they, he never mentions that the bear can be tricked. He never mentions all these things that bears can do. He's just like, I'm going to call you Lyra Silvertongue. And they refer no to reason. her as Lyra Silvertongue. You know what I was supposed yeah. to say. Throughout the rest of the books. <laughs> yeah, it's really important because it's one of her major characteristics is her ability to persuade and or lie to people. And so, in the movie, when he fights the bear, he's actually weak, he actually gets injured, and he gets a lucky shot because the bear king's just like, la, 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 talking. Now, in the book, he does talk because he's like, soon to be killed, weaker bear, and it says all this That sounds shit. like a bad headline. Weaker bear. Coming soon, weaker bear. So, but in the book, York is fainting. He's lying. Because he's not actually weak. He's actually been holding on to his power this whole time. He's just been acting like he's weaker. Till he gets a good foothold that he's waiting for. And as soon as he gets it and the bear's insulting him, he fucking lunges up from underneath him and swipes his mouth out from underneath. That still happens in the movie. But it's very anticlimactic because it's like, the bear at this point, like, the bear king should have been, like, being the living shit out of him. At this point, because if he's, like, weaker, he should have fucking destroyed him. Mm -hmm. But he's like, the Bear King's just like, oh, I've almost beaten you. Ha, 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 ha. About, like, 20 seconds. And eventually the Bear's like, he looks at Lyra. And then he gets motivation. And then he backs up. And the Bear's like, you're gonna die. And then he just, I don't know, fucking David and Goliath shit. And he, like, <laughs> kills him. And then he's like, and he's like, um, what is that? Is that all you have? And he's like, that is all I have. Like, and that's not a line he says in the book, but it's a fucking one line the movie gives him. It gave him, like, a boost, but it ruined everything else, just plummeted him down. But, regardless, 
Even though stuff's out of order, Lyra eventually finds uh, Roger, right? She has Roger and everything back from, like, she already saved him previously. He's still going up to the north with her. In the movie, she's like, we're going to go to the north, and we're going to figure out what dust is, and we're going to help Lord Asriel and stuff. She's very adamant about helping Lord Asriel. That doesn't happen in the books, because Lord Asriel's a fucking dick. Yeah. They make, so, first off, um, freaking James Bond yeah. is playing Lord Asriel, yeah. and he actually seems like a caring father. That's not how it is in the Mm-mm. books. He's a total dickhead. And so... For me, I'm like, that's an interesting play. You're going to try and play off this character as being nice and sincere. Um, and the movie ends with Lee Scoresby, who I didn't mention. He's York's friend. He's an aeronaut. He has a fucking balloon. Yeah. Who's supposed to be carried by the witches because it's a, it's a hot yeah. air balloon in the book. In the movie, it's a... Freaking steampunk esque engine thing that a dirigible. I don't know they're carrying this shit, but like a huh? dirigible. What a dirigible. A what? <laughs> you're you're saying words, and I don't know what a dirigible is. I is it like a? It's it, like it has like weird circular <laughs> things like around orbs, and it's like I'm gonna fly up, and it also has balloons. It's like their sailboat. The sailboat in the movie had literally here. Hang on, I I wrote it down. The steamboat. Has fucking, oh my god, where is it? Oh yeah, Mrs. Coulter's hair is wrong. That's fine. Uh, okay, the boat. I said, the fuck is this boat? Sail, steam, electric, and row. Row. <laughs> and it was like four things. It was like a freaking like water wheel on the sides, plus electricity, plus a sail, plus a motor in the back. I was like, huh. Why do you need all these things for the boat to work? Um, but anyways, the movie ends with her up in the balloon with Lee Scoresby. With one witch. No other witches are towing this balloon because it's a fucking Zeppelin. Um, that came out of nowhere. And with her friend Roger. And it ends there. What? It ends before the book's done. What? Yeah. It ends! It ends with them in the air before the skags come in and Lyra falls, which is when she's supposed to go to the bear place, and eventually she goes to the north and she find, and that's when you find out what happens at the very end with the book. The movie ends too early. It's like, we're gonna stop them. It like fucking hobbited itself. Oh no. And so, in the book, right, everything is a little bit out of order, but it's fine. Regardless of the order, in the book, eventually, she meets Lord Asriel, who's supposed to be at the bare place. He's not. He's in a prison somewhere else. He's in another castle. Fuck it. But <laughs> in the movie, or, or sorry, in the book, she finds Lord Asriel. Lord Asriel is pissed that he sees his daughter. He's actually fearful. And that's where like, I, got, I got confused because I actually forgot what happened at the very end. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it's been a while. I'm like, I don't remember this scene at all. But maybe it's just because I haven't read it in a while. And then all of a sudden, she sees, he sees this other kid. And he also calms down. Okay. And so, what happens is, in the middle of the night, after Lyra's resting, he takes her friend Roger up to the north, where the lights are at. And he puts in some electrical components into Roger's daemon. Roger goes limp. And all of a sudden, this whole universe opens up. It becomes a gateway. It becomes a portal to another realm. 
and how the book's supposed to end is fucking, I guess, Lord Azrael doesn't know Miss Coulter? What? And, okay, like, and that's the thing. This is the thing that confused me. He's like, this Coulter woman is what he says when he's up in the north before he gets captured because he starts doing James Bond shit because they had to do that because I guess it was Daniel Craig. But, um, in the book, Miss Coulter's up there in the north with Lord Azrael. And they're talking, discussing about what everything's happening. They're like, you don't know this dust is evil. No, this dust, like, I have to find the source of this dust. I have to destroy it. But no, the dust is evil. We can stop it here. And there's this whole interesting dynamic between the characters that you hear about through Lyra's eyes. And they were like lovers. And like, you even see like this weird stress between their daemons where it's like they're embracing mm-hmm. and trying to kill each other. And it's like this weird, yeah. like, tiny, whiny, bubbly little fucking <laughs> shit. And then Lord Azrael's like, if you come with me, he's like, come with me, we can solve this together, but if you don't come with me, I have no more interest in you at all. That's literally a line that he says. And she's like, I won't go. And so he leaves her there, and he goes through the portal. And at the end of the book, Lyra's about to go through the portal to find out what the nature of dust is. And that's where it ends. So good! That's a great cliffhanger! You fucking end it in the air! And I just... uh, it hurt. It hurt so bad. It hurt so bad. You're gonna make me watch this? I am. Yeah. That's what the fuck I wanted to talk about. God. Listen, listen, listen really closely though. The book is amazing. Like 10 out of 10. Brilliantly written. Great character development. And I can't wait to, like, some of the subtle knife being, like, really intense. Yes. I remember that one being really intense with some new characters and you're finding out why they're going to this new world and what Lord Azrael's doing. Awesome. The movie is outright garbage. And the only reason I say that, and, like, everyone's, like, like when you, like, read Harry Potter and you watch Harry Potter, the movies are still really good. Mm-hmm. They're really good. You can take them as a standalone. But this, this movie here... It deprived Lyra of her discoveries and, like, all the things that made her cool. The Golden Compass cinematics were shit. They're just so, like, these weird flashes, and she's like, I understand everything. And, like, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yorick is a great character because he doesn't... He doesn't have the capability to love, as we're told, but if there was anyone that he did love, it'd be Lyra because of all the things he's done. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this cool... Like, moment where, like... Like... You think Lyra's going to, like, lose or, like, you know, shit's going to happen and York just comes in to save the day. And it's just, it's really, it's just amazing. And you honestly owe it to yourselves to actually look at that. They're, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the fuck I was when, talking about. Is there an ETA for the next one when that you were talking one. about? When I bring up the next Wilder Entertainment. No, the book. Oh, yes. You said there was one that had not been released yet. Oh, God, that's the worst time I could have recorded. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) Okay, we have have stuff. So we still have audio there. It didn't die. Okay, good. I listened to it. I listened to it. It's there. I believe you. (laughs) I've had enough heart attacks. I was like, if that does that again, I will. So sorry, sorry. But say your question again, though. Um, you said there was another book that had yet to be published. Because you told me 
I said four. And you told me five. Uh-huh. I thought you... I thought you had... No, something I didn't. Because, sorry, I knew about those two, but those two are technically side stories. Yes. But they are in the in the universe with those characters. He's making another trilogy. What? And the first book's already out. As La Belle Sauvignon. Sorry, what? La Belle Sauvignon. It's the story of Lyra at less than one years old. Ooh. In the story, and this is something that you'll read about eventually, when Lyra's taken to Jordan College to be protected from Mrs. Coulter's husband. Okay. The next book that's waiting to come out is after the events of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Which means whatever happens at the end of Amber Spyglass isn't actually fully resolved. <sighs> right? Right? I was so fucking happy when I saw that! Oh my god. And he says he says he has he has all the stuff that he needs for all of his trilogies, but he's just trying to get him down pat. So The ending of Amber Spyglass destroyed me. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. So there's another book out that I have yet to read, which is why I said this might be a four-part series. Because I have the golden compass down. I have those ones plus that other one now. Mm-hmm. And God help me if he finishes... Like, I mean, I want him to finish the trilogy. I do. But based on what you've told me about the Amber Spyglass, like, in terms of, like, it being just, like, really heart-wrenching and horrific, like, it's just, like, tough. It's just, like, emotionally toiling. Yeah. I've read the first two books all the way through. I never finished the Amber Spyglass. How far have you gotten through the Amber Spyglass? One-third of the way through. Like, I know, like, Miss Coulter and other stuff that happens, and angels and shit, which... Spoilers, angels and shit, because he likes to... That's one thing I really love about Philip Pullman. He basically made The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, in a sense, with these stories, but much more in a science mm-hmm. sense. Because he's like, like, you don't, like, the whole thing is like, fuck the theocracy, like, fuck religion. Because they tend to be very controlling. Mm-hmm. And this is not me saying, fuck religion in general. I personally have my own belief set, which doesn't necessarily align with any religion that I know of. But this is one where it's like you don't like you don't need religion to be a good hero. Yes. And you also need to be a weak like she she is a great protagonist and a very strong character. So back to if you ever heard one of my old episodes where I talked about women in gaming, she is the epitome of a badass woman. Mm-hmm. So Books are so good. But yeah, but yeah, no, I know, right? There's another there's another oh series coming! Oh my god! And so it's been like it's been like 10 years since he finished the series, but I think 2007 was when he finished The Amber Spyglass. Um, I think it was earlier than that. I saw something about 2007. Maybe that was when he started making his other books, like with Lyra at Oxford and Once Upon a Time in the North. Um, he's also written some other books that are really good, uh, the Sally Lockhart books. He, yeah, he's written Those a lot of other books. I actually went to his website to see if he had any other books. But, um, so yeah, side note. I do get quite a bit of inspiration from him for Starfinder. <laughs> Which is why I was asking you guys about like what familiars you guys wanted and stuff. But that still remains to be seen till we have another session. So I was uh, correct. Amber Spyglass was published in 2000. 
Because I was pretty sure that he wrote these from 95 to, or they were published from 95 to 2000. Because Subtle Knife was 97. What's 2007? Let's see. Is there any book that was in 2007? Because I saw something about 2007. Lyric um, Oxford was published in 2003. Was that The Journey to the North? A story about... Uh, sorry, not Lyric Oxford, but it was the 2001 one, the, the, uh, uh, a story on A Journey to the North. What 2001 one? 2007. I haven't gotten that yet. Okay. Um, while you're looking that up, though, actually I realized I forgot to bring up a really important point, which was I talked about the wine being called The Prophecy. Mm-hmm. That's because Lyra's prophesied to, mm-hmm. and it's funny, in the movie they say, and the ability for, what's the, what's the word where you get to make choice? Free will? Free will. In the movie, they say the, the prophecy to end free will, which is not what the prophecy is. The prophecy in the book is the ability to end destiny. In 2008, that was when he published Once Upon a Time in the North. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to bring that up because the reason why I have the drink called Prophecy here, which is actually very good, um, is because she's prophesied to end, not free will, destiny, is what the witch says. Mm-hmm. About Lyra is her ending. What and because currently, if everything if she does not stop everything that's happening, it'll be, I think she said pretty much like eternal death is roughly what she equated it to, where it's like just everything just dies, unless she stops it. But she can't know, and that's I think that's interesting. She can't know what she's doing, or the prof like or, it'll be ruined, right? She won't be able to save everyone if she knows what she's doing. It's ruined. So I think it's an interesting concept where, like, other people around her can know. Not everyone, not like the movie, not everyone should know what Lyra's purpose is. Uh, yeah. Only specific people should know. It takes away a lot of the, the dramatic tension. No, because in the movie it's like, oh, everyone, oh, I don't fucking know what this child's supposed to do. Oh, whatever. Okay, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I want to talk about. So, I think you can understand why I was, like, really happy about what I wanted to talk about initially. Uh-huh. Watch the movie. Um... The set of books that I have are really cool because when all the spines are together, it spells out his dark materials. That's cool. Uh, I have them downstairs. I'll have to show you. Oh, man. But Philip Pullman, God help me if you ever listen to this podcast, but... I die. It's amazing. He, oh. Like, that is brilliant work. And it's inspired me for several things that I've wanted to write. In fact, some of his books, like, some of the story in his books have inspired me for some of the music I've wanted. Like, outright. Like, 100%. I'm not finding anything from 2007, just That's 2008. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe 2007 is when the movie came out. I wonder, actually, is that what happened? No, it's not that. I'm actually curious now, because I know I saw 2007. Maybe that's when actually the Golden Compass came out. For those of you wondering why it's taking so long, it's because I'm typing like underneath my monitor somehow. I mean, you can just cut that out. 
the golden compass. Details. Dude, that's seven, wasn't it? Okay. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, also, it's PG-13 because the guy from Tombstone, who I forget his name, but he's an excellent actor, he says shit. And I was like, at least they involved cussing in the movie. Well, I mean, you get, like, so many cuss words per rating or something. I think, yeah. like, you're allowed, like, one fuck or something. I don't remember. Before. I don't know. But. No, that's, it's literally, it's one of my favorite books of all times. And the worst part is, like, I, 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 I even say, even though I haven't finished it, it's one of my favorite series. Just because of the premise it sets up. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so well crafted. I like the movie. <laughs> I love, those books are just incredible. There's, um, that was actually, like, when I, my freshman year in college, when I moved into my sorority, and it's, like, suddenly you're surrounded by all these new people, and you're, like, trying to make friends. Like, there was me and Kirby and another girl that we, like, okay, not Kirby. This was the year before that, but then we did it again with Kirby when she came in. We bonded over his Dark Materials because it's, like, both one of our favorite books. <laughs> we love, ah, so good. Shout out to Veronica if you're listening from Ecuador. <laughs> Okay. I appreciate that you have the passion for those books. Cause I, I love them so much. Like, I actually feel like I'm on the verge of tears. Uh, but like, only because, like, because those... I, I, I'm disappointed with the movie because the movie, honestly, could have been so much better. Also, look at look at freaking York's armor. That doesn't... That does not yeah, no. sit with my eyes at all. Because actually, when he stands up, it's all, like, loose... Mm-hmm. Nail, like jingles and shit. I'm like, no. I feel like that shit would be solid as fuck. Yeah. Like if it's a, like it's not gonna look all janky. It's fine. If you guys are curious about what I'm talking about, like just look up his armor, like when he's standing. It mm-hmm. like looks trashy. Um, I mean, and like you know what, your soul is your soul. But even in the books, he finds a freaking seal, smashes its head, and uses the blubber to restore his armor to be glistening uh-huh. and beautiful. But in he, he's like cutthroat and badass and. God damn it. But yeah, so. so good. So you guys are in for a treat when you guys get front of the Starfinder. Oh, good. I I don't think I can even count how I many times. Hits, I have several Easter eggs, and they're specifically for you, because I know oh. you know the stories. That makes me so for happy. For certain characters. But. Not theft! <laughs> but it's not theft, but it's definitely <laughs> an homage to some, some stuff I love about the book. I don't think I can. Those books get me right in the feels. Katie, now that I've talked for about a solid hour, I think. Uh-huh. And again, apologies. I don't plan to make these sessions these long, but, man, that was not a good sentence. I know I drank when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. But Katie, what the fuck are you going to talk about? Well, um, I would like you to go to the drive. You know, anytime I hear that, I'm never sure it's a good sign. It's it's fine. I just want you to see some pictures of some stuff I'm going to talk about. Mm. Um, okay. So I don't want you to look at anything yet. Where do we go? Entertainment. <clears throat> so you, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you can load it up, but just oh, like, okay, okay. don't read any of the words because I'm going to read the words. <laughs> so. I'm looking. I'm not looking. I didn't see anything. I got entertainment. And so I was, I was going to talk about a video game that John and I have been oh man, excitedly... I like how we both talked about entertainment. Awaiting. Because we also had... When I had a wild last time, I got... I think we both talked about... Events. I yeah. talked about current events with you. Yeah. 
Um, I was going to talk about a video game that John and I have been eagerly awaiting, but I decided to table that because there's something that I like to do, like if it's been a rough week or whatever, I will go to Amazon and I will read reviews of items to cheer myself up. So I have compiled a uh, nice little list of Amazon reviews. Okay, this is different. This of which is what I was expecting. I will read for you. Okay. okay. So I've I've got a a variety of items here. So you notice that this first one is by Hasbro. It is a Ouija board. And this I is I saw Ouija a little bit. This is always where I start because I have read the reviews on the Ouija board so many times because they just they kill me. So <clears throat> don't read those words. <laughs> Sorry, I was just getting them ready. I'll just it's perfect. I'm blocking everything else. So this is the, the Hasbro Ouija board. Retails for 1914 on Amazon. Ah uh, yes. Normally $21.99. Man, you guys are getting a good deal out of this one. User NickSig777 titled their review, Makes Jerks Disappear. Got this as a gag gift from my jerk family member. They didn't want to take it home. It does say member. I hid it inside there, and that's the wrong form of there. House. Now they hate me and blocked me, so I guess this product works great. <laughs> Somebody used it as a way to have people hate them? <laughs> Love it. User Thief of Dreams. Don't forget the salt. So it seemed like a normal Tuesday evening. I had tacos, topped up the fuel on my, in my truck, and headed home where my package sat waiting for me. I figured since it's from Hasbro, it should be fine for the kids to play with, so I handed it to them after the unboxing and proceeded to take pleasure in popping the bags of air that came with it. Mm. It wasn't ten minutes later, I hear screaming and the dog is barking. I rush into my kid's room and see the shadow crash through the window. My dog has blood on, blood on his fur and the board is on fire. I pulled the curtains closed, because we all know sunflower-colored drapes keep demons at bay. And then, Oh, really? <laughs> is that what it is? And then turned to my kids. What did you do? I asked. They said they just wanted to talk to Santa and let him know what they wanted. But my kid isn't the best at spelling. Or doing chores, for that matter. Oh, my God. And I guess they maybe summoned Satan. Or maybe just a demon. I don't know, but I do know that you should take precaution when playing with board games, whether it's making a circle of protection around you for Ouija or not letting your snotty uncle play Monopoly with the family. Either way, please be careful. That's pretty funny. So... Also, I guess, uh, the freaking, uh, papacy? Yes. Should I use more, uh, sunflower grapes? Uh, I don't know that the Pope is really that concerned with Ouija boards and stuff? Are you shitting me? I mean, I... That's like half of what they do. I haven't asked him. (laughs) That's fine. That's pretty funny, though. So this kind of led to me being like, okay, well, what other reviews am I going to find? So I started just typing in the first... That's why I saw you on Amazon earlier, isn't it? Yes. Okay. I've been, been, like, combing through things for a while, trying to find ones that I especially enjoyed. That I was especially entertained by. So, this led to me just, like, typing in the first thing that came to mind. So go ahead and bring up that next image. Yeah? Hello? Hello? Yep. I got it. Okay. 
Next image. Yep. So these are the Gildan men's regular leg oh boxer brief multi pack. A pouch for my pouch. Oh, God. What a fuck. Why? The next thing to come to my mind from Ouija board was men's underwear. I have no answers. <laughs> but. I don't know why I was going to like try and say something. I, I don't know. I mean. Portia James McKnight. Oh, that's a good name. He says they're comfortable and cup nicely. I bought these for my husband because he'll buy anything else before he buys himself underwear. I love ah, him. It's so true. <laughs> I love him dearly. The last time he bought himself, and this is why I included this, the last time he bought himself mangerie was about five or more years ago. Fuck. Not even joking about that. He just doesn't think about these things. After folding his mangerie and getting tired of seeing the loose waistbands, threadbare, and holy parts where his parts would be, I would like to point out that holy is spelled H-O-L-Y. I just went ahead and ordered him these. What? You're making a face. Okay. My brother was like, holy? That's not spelled right. But then I realized the alcohol was talking. I was wrong. (laughs) See, that was the thing. No one was talking. You were just making faces and leaning. And I was like... And I was confused. With my eyes closed and such. That doesn't help. That's not conducive to reading. He says they're really comfortable and cup the parts and hold them in place much better than his old Fruit of the Loom mangerie did. That's important. (laughs) I like how they fit his thighs better than his old mangerie did. And I feel like these are longer than his old mangerie. How many times is she going to say mangerie? Mangerie. (laughs) But I could be wrong. They Garnier. seem longer, and he's 6'4". Garnier. <laughs> I've never heard the term mangerie before. Now we need to mark it. I also would not apply that to just, like, cotton briefs. Is there any mangerie? I know that there's lingerie for the lovely ladies out there. I mean, I feel like lingerie for men is just lingerie, but on a man. Do men, like, do men actually get lingerie? Yes. I've never been told this. Are we going to need to take a field trip to Adam and Eve? Oh my god, we should. Okay, well we're going to have to do that so I can I can show you all the mangerae. <laughs> that sounds like a fun trip. And this one... Tell uh, me pictures, folks! <laughs> this one was especially amusing. G.J.W. Sr. Great, if you don't have male parts... These briefs were designed by someone who does not have male genitalia or does not care if the aforementioned genitalia fits into underwear. Awful. Oh, that's all. I see that's grandpa <laughs> talking. We all know. So then, naturally, now that you've gone from Ouija board to the men's gosh. underwear, yeah. what's the, what do you think the next logical step is? No, it's obviously a kitchen colander. Damn it, I was so close. <laughs> so you can scroll down to the next image. Oh, okay. A kitchen colander? Yes. Oh. Sean D. Hassel. That could help for my bits. Says. <laughs> 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 Please don't put your bits in our colanders. I'm so hammered. <laughs> my God. <laughs> That's what happens when you ruin my fucking boy. <laughs> And I am going to say my fucking book, because I read that book like seven times. 
Back to back! Don't forget to write down titles. Oh, thank you for reminding me. So, Sean D. Hassel says, Oh. Great for ID card photographs. It strains. Can also be used as a ceremonial headpiece if you happen to be in the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. This beautiful piece will definitely set you apart from others when it is worn on your head. Many states allow for headgear if it is worn for religious reasons. If you are going to have your picture taken for an ID card with a colander on your head, you might as well do it with some style. Now, the next one. I pulled several from because they were just too good. And, uh... Oh god, my spilling is atrocious. <laughs> you can go ahead and pull up the next picture. Next picture! These are the Bic, <sighs> Bic Crystal for her ball pen. <clears throat> what? I never understood that. Why is there, like, a gender for fucking pencils? There doesn't need to be. That's... <clears throat> Anyways. Everyone knows that people that have a pencil are not a girl. I mean, these are pens. Oh, shit. <laughs> you got me. I don't think you have a ballpoint All pencil. All 16 count even. So Kelly A. McPherson says, Perhaps. I'd really like to buy a pack of these pens, but I probably need my father's or husband's permission first, like I do with all my fin financial decisions. Hmm. Tracy Bartell says, Finally! Someone has answered my gentle prayers and finally de designed a pen that I can use all month long. I use <laughs> it when I... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I use it when I'm swimming, riding a horse, walking on the beach, and doing yoga. It's comfortable, leak-proof, non-slip, and it makes me feel so feminine and pretty. Since I've begun using these, pen, using these pens, men have found me more attractive and approachable. It has given me soft skin and manageable hair, and it has really given me the self-esteem I needed to start a the book club. What is this pen? <laughs> It has really given me the self-esteem I needed to start a book club and flirt with the bag boy at my local market. My drawings of kittens and ponies have improved, and now that I'm writing my last name hyphenated with the Robert Pattinson's last name, and yes, it did say, with the Robert Pattinson, I really believe he may someday marry me. I'm positively giddy. Those smart men in marketing have come up with a pen that my lady parts can really identify with. Where has this pen been all my life? Hmm. And TK says, thanks a lot, Bic. <laughs> I used one of these pens post-hysterectomy and my uterus grew back. Thanks a lot, Bic. Thanks a whole hell of a lot. After your hysterectomy? Yes. Damn. That's <laughs> impressive that you grew that back. M says... You're not supposed to stay gone forever after that. I, that's the goal. Yeah. M says, missing the batteries. <laughs> what? I, I can't find a switch to turn it on, and it didn't come with batteries. This was not the For Her product I was expecting at all. That, that's a vibrator joke. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure you were on board. You, looked you guys made me ink. <laughs> you looked confused. Yeah, why are you putting that up there? They're not. Are you certain, though? I'm fairly Just sure. because it's a review that seems to have some sort of a subtle humor does not mean that's not actually a review about someone actually using the pen incorrectly. I mean, that's possible, but I feel fairly certain that that's not what was going on. I'd hope not. David B. says, it was the perfect Christmas gift. Oh. My wife has struggled with man pens all her life. 
Try as she might, they always wrestle her down and she has to surrender using them, unless writing on a notepad for her macho employer. We have been hoping she could take over keeping the checkbook. Please, no laughter. She is very capable of writing what I tell her in the ledger. With Bick for her, she now has the confidence and proper fit in her ball pen to write and do the things a woman should. Just yesterday... Woman write? <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> Sorry, there was an opening. <laughs> and it was me. I'll show you an opening. Ooh. I don't know. I don't... Don't promise. No. <laughs> Just yesterday, with her bridge club meeting, all the girls could keep score since she loaned them each one of the pens. The women all told her they felt so empowered they would serve dinner five minutes late. And five minutes late is in all caps. My wife's best friend, Betty Sue, even insisted her husband would have to tuck his own napkin in tonight. I was a bit unnerved at first when my wife announced she wanted to drive to the grocery store on her own. I had to gently remind her that operating an automobile is much more complicated than writing, especially with new Bic for her pens. She realized the wisdom I offered was correct, especially since she has never had a driver's license and only recently was allowed to ride in the front seat. <laughs> I patted her cute bottom and told her how cute she is. She giggled and waltzed into the, into the kitchen to prepare my man meal. Following a recipe, she wrote with her, Ready? Bic for her pens. And this is the last one for the, the pens, because I was like, I can't just do all of the pen reviews. <clears throat> T. Walker W. says, too good to be true. Listen up, gal pals. If you're anything like me, and I bet you are, because we're all identical. Winky face, winky face. You hate the confusion and fear of trying to write with smelly, empowered man pens. How do I hold it, you wonder? What do I write on? What is math? I hear you, girlfriend. Let's face it. Using your husband's pen feels like wearing trousers when not on a bicycle or horseback. It's just wrong. For so long, women everywhere have wondered, will there ever be a writing utensil for me? Well, ladies, start your pensions. Because, finally, there's a reason for girls to be literate. Mm. That's right. Bic has come out with the Bic Crystal Pens for her. The pen that's sensitive to my needs and listens to all my stories about my co-worker, Becky. Bitch. for diaries. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nice. When I tell my friends, they're skeptical, but the crystal pen has completely changed my life. For the past 40 years, the weight and heft of regular pen, of, <laughs> the weight and heft of a regular pen has kept me from voting. But now that women everywhere have a pen meant for their delicate lady hands, the United States can rest assured that we'll always have super hunky presidents. And, Fuck yeah. and don't worry, it's not just for dreary activities like voting. Vic Crystal can write recipes, baby names, Thank you notes to your gynecologist, and even more recipes. I'm so busy writing, I don't even have time to think about how empty my uterus is. Thanks, Bic. <laughs> also, unlike regular cheapo black Bic pens, which cost $2.49, my Bic crystal for her pens cost $4.99, because I'm worth it. Besides, it's not like it's my paycheck that's taking the hit. Winky face. Thanks, hubby. Heart. So buy Bic Crystal and make your calligraphy as crystal clear as the glass ceiling. Don't believe me? Just ask Amelia Earhart. She was writing coordinates with a regular pen, and we all saw how that turned out. Shit! <laughs> I read those oh. reviews for a long time. Those are, that's, that's good. They are fire. <laughs> Dude, I love people. <clears throat> people are clever. 
I I was very impressed by some of those. I was like, damn. That's that's good. Uh, I would also like to note that those pens are not available any longer. There are still some other ones that were a little bit different, but I want to say, or at least I want to hope that Bic has discontinued the for her line because that's fucking stupid. I think it's because they figured out, oh. We can use real pens. What? Well, they they had some bullshit about like being designed for like women's hands, and I well, was like, ergonomic. Okay, women's hands are not that much different remember from those, men's hands. They're those, just attached to a woman instead. Do you remember those Cutco knives? Yes. They're like with the ball. Of, yeah, and they're like perfectly ergonomic. Uh-huh. And it's like it's literally just diamonds. Yeah, and there was the one with the ball on it. The like that made it. It was like, Can see how one? perfectly. Yes, I need more wine. Because I can't use man pens. I suppose you can write. <laughs> I mean, I just thought my eyes weren't working. But, yeah. <laughs> That's I, hey, my back's turned to you now, so this is a perfect time to kill me. <laughs> stab. <laughs> is that how What, will, what, what will I stab you with? There's only man pens around here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, please get me. <laughs> Dude. Talking about wine. Talking about wine. Damn, I'm I'm really buzzed. I'm like, I'm in a place. <laughs> so, the next thing I found is a book by John W. Trimmer. It's titled "How to Avoid Huge Ships." Ships? Yes. How to avoid huge ships? Like, like shipping and packaging? No. Like, like an actual ship. Yes. Okay. Um, so you bring up the next picture and you can see the the cover. It is a picture of a large ship. I see. I see the ship and I avoid it. Wait, I... no, no. Do I avoid it? Fuck! Oh my god. Shit, I had my dice somewhere. Where did I... I have dice right here. What That's do you, good. What do you need? I need a reflex roll. Six. Okay, I didn't do great. You don't avoid it. I don't avoid it, and I drown. So. So this book is for you. Don't be like me. <laughs> God. Why well, just. <laughs> Drink your wine. Well, I wake up tomorrow. So. I. It's important to note that this is only available in paperback. Yes. Just be on the safe side because I don't see any audio right now. Even though I know it's. So it's important to note that this book is only available in paperback. Oh, man. Paper. Paper's not good on water, though. Can I laminate it? I don't know. I feel like I should just get drunk every time now. <laughs> so, our first review is by Noah D. Hill. It's titled, A Parent's Review. Mm. As the father of two teenagers, I found this book invaluable. I'm sure other parents here can empathize when I say I shudder at the thought of the increasing presence of huge ships in the lives of my children. I certainly remember the strain I caused so long ago for my own parents when I began experimenting with huge ships. Are you experimenting? The long intercontinental voyages that kept my mom and dad up all night with worry. My God. Don't even get me started on the international protocols when transporting perishable cargo. To think, I was even younger than my kids are now. Huge ships are everywhere, and it doesn't help that the TV and movies make huge ships seem glamorous and cool. 
This book helps me really approach the subject of huge ships with my kids in an honest and non-judgmental way. Because of the insights this book provided, I can sleep a little better and cope with the reality that I can't always be there to protect my kids from huge ships, especially as they become adults. I'm confident that my teens... (laughs) I'm confident that my teens when confronted by a huge ship, are much better prepared to make wiser decisions than I did. At the very least, my children certainly know that they can always come to me if they have concerns, questions, or just need my support when it comes to the topic of huge ships. Mm, yes. I mean, mast. They have them. Dan says, too informative. Too informative? Read this book before going on vacation, and I could not find my cruise liner in the port. Vacation ruined. Ha! <laughs> Darn. Jim Henley said, Why no Kindle edition? And that is in all all caps with six question marks. Given that there is a huge ship bearing down on me right now, I am st- extremely disappointed that I cannot get inst... And that is the end. I see. It He's been off. murdered by a ship. He, the huge ship has bared down on him. Oops. <clears throat> now this next one is... There a- can't be bears on ships. Just ask Lyra. God, all I can think about is this weird ship with four different ways of transportation. Or energy. What? Or movement. That's the better one. I need to drink more wine so you make more sense. I don't make things. (laughs) So this next one, go ahead and pull up the next image. This is the Wenger... 16999 or 16999 What the fuck is this? Swiss Army Knife Giant. Yeah. Um it's literally like wow. Now, I'm going to <clears throat> read to you. There's 555 reviews on this shit. I am going to read to you the Oh, also, the current price on Amazon as it is This is like an iPhone 12. As it is used from one seller is $8,499.99 with $8.50 shipping. I'm sorry, it's $8,000 for this. It's $8,500. Yes. Now just hold tight. I'm going to read to you all of the features so that you can really visualize this thing. So... The Wenger Giant Knife includes 87 implements for almost any situation. Almost. Two and a half inch, 60% serrated locking blade. I need guarantees from paying $8,500. Nail file, nail cleaner, corkscrew, adjustable pliers with wire crimper and cutter, removable screwdriver bit adapter. Removable screwdriver bit drive adapter? Two and a half inch blade for official wor- world scout knife. Oh, Yes. Spring-loaded locking needle nose pliers with wire cutter. Removable screwdriver bit holder. Phillips Phillips head screwdriver bit zero Phillips. Head screwdriver bit one. Phillips head screwdriver bit two. I'm sorry? Phillips head screwdriver bit 0.5 millimeter by 3.5 millimeter. Flathead screwdriver bit 0.6 by 4 millimeter. Flathead screwdriver bit one millimeter by six and a half millimeter. Magnetized recessed bit holder. Double cut wood saw with ruler. Chain rivet setter. Removable, all it says is removable five millimeter. Whoa. Allen wrench. 
Screwdriver for slotted and Phillips head screws. Removable tool for adjusting spokes. 10 millimeter hexagonal key for nuts. Removable four, milli four millimeter curved Allen wrench with Phillips head screwdriver. Patented locking screwdriver. Universal wrench. 2.4 inch springless scissors with serrated self sharpening design. 1.65 inch clip point utility blade. Phillips head screwdriver. 2.5 inch clip point blade. Club face cleaner. What the fuck is a club face? Do they mean like a golf club? Yes. Club face cleaner. 2.4 inch round tip blade. Patented locking screwdriver, which I'm fairly certain they've said before. Cap lifter. Can opener. Shoe spike wrench. Divot repair tool. 4 millimeter, four millimeter Allen wrench. 2.5 inch blade, which I also feel like they've There's said before. too much on this thing. <laughs> Fine metal file with precision screwdriver. Double cut wood saw with ruler. <laughs> Cut. What many screwdriver bits do I need? Why don't I buy a screwdriver kit? <laughs> That's a fantastic question. But if you bought a screwdriver kit, you would not have a cup cigar cutter with double honed edges. Oh, what? Or a 1220 gauge choke tube tool. Oh, I can choke easily enough with my hands. Or a watch case back opening tool. Or a snap shackle. A what? Or a mineral crystal magnifier or a compass. Okay, why do I need to look at the crystals? It's a magnifying glass. Uh, that's like a dollar. It's like a dollar. It's like a dollar. No, like a good a good loop is more expensive. A than good that. loop. What the fuck? Oh. You need to chill for okay, a minute. Okay, a good loop. I am not done with this list here. That's fine. Keep going. I'm gonna find out a good loop. Straight edge, telescopic pointer, fish scaler, hook disgorger, line guide, short takes laboratory key. Micro tool holder, micro tool adapter, micro scraper, straight, micro scraper, curved, laser pointer with 300 foot range, metal file, metal saw, flashlight, micro tool holder, which I swear to God they just saw, said, Phillips head screwdriver, 1.5 millimeter, screwdriver, 1.2 millimeter, screwdriver, 0.8 millimeter, fine fork for watch spring bars, reamer, pin A punch, reamer? No, reamer. Damn it, that's stupid. That's for paper. <laughs> Pin punch, 1.2 millimeter. Pin punch? Pin punch, 0.8 millimeter. Why? Round needle tool. Removable tool holder with expandable receptacle. Is this for the tool I'm currently using? Removable tool holder. Special self-centering screwdriver for gun sights. Flat Phillips head screwdriver. Chisel point reamer. Mineral crystal magnifier, which I swear to God they just said. Someone, I don't think someone proofread this very well. What? Small ruler, extension tool, spring-loaded locking flat nose needle nose pliers, oh removable screwdriver bit holder, Phillips head screwdriver bit zero, Phillips head screwdriver bit one, Phillips head screwdriver pocket. bit two, magnetized recessed bit holder, tire tread gauge, fiber optic tool holder, Swiss Army life, opener. Swiss Army life. Oh my God. <laughs> Patented locking screwdriver, cap lifter, wire stripper, reamer, awl, toothpick, tweezers, keyring. I just want to die. 87 implements, 141 functions, perfect for the collector. It says it weighs 7 pounds. I just want to know. I want to know whoever's out there. Why the fuck are you collecting this shit? How is this a collector item? How? 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 
How? Well, I mean, there's... It's $8,500! You don't need to collect it. Just it, make it! It doesn't appear to be... Can you make that? I... If I believe enough... <laughs> you are so drunk. And with a good enough rule, I'm... Yeah. I know. You're real For drunk. For all my listeners out there, all of our listeners out there... <laughs> You're gonna have to edit this real carefully. <laughs> I don't have to edit... No. Yes, you do. Do I? Yes, you do. That's why I keep you alive. They just need to know. They want to know the real me. Oh my god. That's it. This is ridiculous. It's alright. I, you know, it's fine. <laughs> you don't edit this in post, anyways. <laughs> I'm just. So some reviews. Uh-huh. A fan says surprising results. I tried to file my nails, but in the process, I accidentally fixed a small engine that was nearby, which was nice. Inkster. Did you fall into it? Inkster says, if you, f- if you own a Roomba. Oh. So far, I've only opened about half of the things on it and taped it to a Roomba. It's been making small repairs around my home while, I'm, while, while in at work. Okay. Next project is to lock it in the garage with the car. That actually... I mean, if the Roomba's sentient, that actually <laughs> sounds like a great addition. Owen Long says, oops... <laughs> I forgot my knife in the front pocket of my Swiss Army shorts, and when my wife washed them, it completely disassembled our washing machine. (laughs) That's... Oops. Kay says, changed my life. Received this knife as a gift for my 18th birthday. Wish I'd have known what it was because as soon as I touched it, I grew a mustache and became a Navy SEAL. Mom fainted, and my dad laughed and handed me a beer. I was born a girl. Minus two stars, because my breasts were really nice. That's a fair point. Logan Chappie Alamos says, It's all coming together now. I used to wonder why Switzerland had never been overrun by foreign invaders, despite being right in the middle of Europe and the direct neighbors of two imperial German armies. After one look at the Wenger 16999 Swiss Army Knife Giant, I don't wonder anymore. Pi says... Wenger 16999, the ultimate partner. I bought this knife as a gift for my friend Gibbs so that she could use it to attract a mate and not die alone. Due to its many attachments, Gibbs has given up on love with a person, and I recently received an invitation to her upcoming nuptials with the, six, six, with the 16999. I have no problem with this wedding, but what am I supposed to give them as a gift? The knife already has everything. So you can go ahead and pull up the next item. Oh my god. This is the AudioQuest Diamond 2 meter braided HDMI cable. It retails for... Diamond? It retails for $1,799.95. Why do you need diamond? You don't. But (laughs) it's six and a half feet of diamond even. So. That makes it for a great ring. You're going to have like a quintuple ring. Patrick E. Hansen says, good cable, terrible instructions. I love this cable. What are the instructions? Crystal clear audio and video. My only problem was that the instruction manual was very vague and misguiding. Long story short, I got it stuck in my urethra. (laughs) Made a duck face for those of you that are... That was... I don't think that was a duck face. I think ducks would be insulted if you said... If they... That they looked like that. Funred55 said, great cable, gave my TV an orgasm. Plug it into my TV and my TV burst out in loud or... 
orgasms. Orgasms. It was loud and passionate, as if plugging the cable was the missing touch that prevented this TV from reaching Nirvana. Hey, we've all had a missing touch. (laughs) Unfortunately, I had plugged the cable in to watch a Bible study DVD with my church life team, and peals of orgasmic pleasure don't edify a study in Malachi. What's I had to return the cable, though. Unplugging it caused my TV to wail in sorrow, and I had to watch Sports Center with quiet sobbing on my football highlights. Oh, no. No. Jeff Brammel says, Beware requires additional equipment. This cable promises crystal clear audio and perfect picture quality. But it turns out you also need speakers and a TV to achieve best results. Without additional speakers, the sound was nearly inaudible unless I shoved the end of the cable three inches directly into my ear canal. This was very uncomfortable and made it impossible to see the video coming out of the cable. Wait. <laughs> you you couldn't see because it was in your ear? Man. <laughs> I feel like you have a different problem. Alright, so go ahead and pull up the next one. This is by Images SI. It is uranium ore. Thank you. Raw uranium? I, I didn't order it. But. It retails for. Why is it retail for. $39.95 with free shipping. Man, I can make my own nuke. So. I have nuclear reactor. Lawrence Gonzalez says I left this project. Project? I left this product next to my pet lizard. <clears throat> I left this product next to my pet lizard. Unfortunately, now he's 350 foot tall and is currently destroying Tokyo, Japan. Patrick J. McGovern says, Great product. Poor packaging. I purchased this product 4.47 billion years ago, and when I opened it today, it was half empty. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Brett says, Read description carefully. This is not, repeat, not a woman from the Ukraine. Very disappointed, but can only blame myself. Please read description when sober. You she was in a can? Oops. As it says, please read description when sober. Mm. Uh, you got me there. <laughs> so now I come to our last item, which is also by Images SI Inc. Go ahead and bring it up. UFO detector, blue LEDs, internal magnet... Mag- Magnetometer interfaced with a microcontroller for 24 hours, 7 days a week monitoring for magnetic anomalies that have been reported with many UFO sightings. I'm sorry. And that is just the title of the item. Why is... It retails for $87.66. Dude, I can find aliens now. But good news, it's on Prime. Oh, shit. I can get that in two days? Yeah. Sarah S. says, good product, accessories needed. I hope they have enough in stock, because you know all of our listeners are buying one. <laughs> product works as adverted. It gives me plenty of warning to clear out the house of all unwanted guests. When the aliens arrive, I prefer to be alone. They are so courteous now, they hover over my home for a few minutes to give me time to set up before they arrive. Every time I hear the alien chime go off, I get a flutter in my nether regions. It's like the doorbell to my back door. Hmm? Update. After months of visitations, it has been getting old. They never call back, and now I think at least one of them has been videotaping it. I went to the company's website to search for accessories to better defend my nether regions, and no luck. 
I would think that with such a fantastic product, they would at least offer a sturdy, worded keep-out sign in the alien's native tongue. Due to the lack of proper defensive accessories, I now have to sleep with a butt plug that I had to purchase from some grimy third-party vendor. <laughs> they should have saw this coming and included one with the product. That's why I give it only two stars. Aside, not for use in homes with children or pets. Trust me, little Fido has not been the same. Oh, no. Tom Steele says, this works exactly as described. I don't know why some people are hating on this device. I purchased the UFO-01 detector some time ago, and so far it has been 100% accurate. I have not seen any UFOs, and it has not detected any UFOs. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> That's the goal. And last but not least, Skiball says, totally works. My wife is an alien. No, every time she is pulling into the driveway. I get away with so much now. Ha! <laughs> That's pretty funny. And that is... That is a look at how I entertain myself. I read Amazon reviews. Oh my god. Some of these are really <laughs> clever. I know. It's clever as fuck. Also, it makes... I'm amazed at the products that people can sell. I know. $8,500 for a Swiss Army knife? By the way, the Swiss Army knife is literally the length of... It's larger than an iPhone 10. It, it weighs like. 7 pounds. 7? Go back up to the Swiss Army knife. And then right where it says multi-tool, click that. And then we can see the specs and see just how big it really is. Okay. Specs. Scroll. Oh, there's the dimensions. 11 and a half, or 11.8 inches by 10.8 inches by 4.3 inches. Why is it fucking... That thing is enormous. Why? But if you feel like that's too much, it looks like there's one for four hundred and twenty or four dollars that has maybe oh, wait, a fourth you of the features. Oh, you say four cents though. <laughs> it's like the virtually the same knife. It's the same picture there. Oh my god, man! Oh my god, you did a list of all these off. Holy I did. Shit. I wasn't making them up. Oh my god, they really wrote these. Tire tread gauge, can opener. It has an all. It has a fucking all on it. Because, you know, everybody needs an all. Oh my gosh. It's all or nothing. Uh, oh. Ooh, I'm sorry. Man, that's impressive, though. Can we see a photo of this knife in the closed position? Unfortunately, no. Closing the knife brings too much mass into one location, causing the formation of a small black hole. This is not covered by the warranty. <laughs> That's amazing. The, the question and answer portion on some of these was fucking gold. Oh my god. So, if you're looking for something to do, find these and just read question and answers. Like, some of the question and answers on the Ouija board are hilarious. Dude. I wonder if Zach Bagans. Oh god. It's like, oh my god. I have... No, it. John and I are planning on going to Vegas in June. Oh my god, you can go without me? Do you want to come? Oh my god, maybe. Because <laughs> we already have our tickets. Oh. We're going to go see a Cirque du Soleil show. Okay. But we were like, we could go to Zach Bacon's Haunted Museum while we're down there. Mm. We're literally going to be there for two days. We're flying down on Friday and flying back on Sunday. That sounds cool. I'll have to think about it. I thought really in a state where we're going to make a commitment. You definitely aren't. Oops. In fact, you probably won't remember saying that tomorrow. Uh, I have a 50-50 shot. Let's see. If I roll above a 10, 
Wait, hold on. That is a d24. Oh my god, I have a chance. <laughs> I, you need to roll with disadvantage, though. Oh, with disadvantage. Okay. An 11. Maybe. Probably not, though. There's... So you're same as a chance. <laughs> Holy I'm shit. Not, I'm not hopeful. You guys, thank you for listening. Decker is a mess right now. I am a fucking wreck. <laughs> like, I want you to know, I was completely sober before this. He I, was. I actively, after I finished doing my research, after watching that movie. He was I, so mad. I ran, I, I ran outside in slippers to grab... Four cans of course came right back inside and drank two of them <laughs> before recording. in a rage. And I was very mad. Only because like the book is so good. The book is really good. And in and when In in and Yeah. <laughs> when when you have a brilliant story with excellent characters, you 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 need to take the time to really just invest in them, really. Um, also, I feel like I gotta really enjoy your your reviews. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, lo- long story short, though, at least for me, the reason why I'm kind of drunk is just because kind of drunk. What the reason why I'm super drunk is because they fucking botched. They botched my my book, my book, book my love. Those those books thing. do hold a very special place in but my yeah, heart. Yeah, because that was you. You used the Amber Spyglass. I remember because you said. Oh yeah, I used the passage on. from the. Uh, one Four. of my best friends read a passage of the Amber Spyglass at our wedding. Yeah. And, like, if you, that particular passage, um, if you're familiar with the Amber Spyglass, it's the one talking about, like, atoms isn't the right word, but they're talking about, like, being reduced down to dust. And, like, the, like, dust clinging to each other. And, like, it's a really beautiful passage. That's really cool. But in the context of the book... It fucking wrecked me. I bawled for like the last like half of that book. Oh man. And I think that's in that's fairly close to the end. And like that destroyed me. So Philip Pullman, thank you and Ugh. fuck you <laughs> for for making such brilliant And they're brilliant beautifully life. written. Yeah. They're oh, they're just so good. I, I think it's suffice to say this is the first recording we've ever done where I'm like legit drunk. Yeah. I like I've been buzzed, but I haven't been drunk. Like you're is... you're drunk. <laughs> I got. Shall we roll for next episode? Let's do it. Let's do it so I can forget it. All right. But... So, I have a set of dice from Impact Dice. It's funny because we were earlier on when I was talking about my bit. I was looking at those dice because it was reminiscent of something that we had talked about. I think it was. Honestly, I can't recall. <laughs> but I just remember looking at them, I'm like, eh, that's reminiscent of what I'm talking about. I don't know why, but... Oops. Um, the dice that I'm using are specifically from a Dungeon Crawl Classics set. If you haven't played Dungeon Crawl Classics, it's super awesome. If you're into RPGs, it's great. It's like It starts as just like a funnel where you make four characters. They are level zero peasants. You run them through a... Dungeon, and you see who's alive to level up. Mm. It's super fun, and these are the cotton candy dice. So they're they've got this like nice pearlescence and pretty colors in them. Highly recommend. I have a couple other 
sets of impact dice that aren't great. So let's see what I get. I got a four. That is history. History education. History education. Cool. I'm slurring my words. You sure bit. are. Oops. We still have another episode to do. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. It's fine. We'll make it through. Alright, what do I get? Ugh. Oh, Another my... wild? What the fuck? No! Oh. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, great. I've already made it a plan. Oh, dear. I have another week. <laughs> so I'll get to it! <laughs> I'm not pointing the microphone. That's fun. That's fine. Okay, <laughs> cool. So, we got History Education and we got Wild. Yep. Cool. Then, in that case... Thank you for listening. And come back next time if you want to figure out what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Bye! Bye! If you've got something to say, find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash WTFpod. Email us at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WTFAYTA Podcast. That's W-T-F-A-Y-T-A, our acronym, podcast. Our music was by Decker Hinckley, and our artwork was by Kirby Morfitt. We're trying to talk Shannon into doing, to redoing that one, and then following it immediately with, uh, Chris, with Christmas 2. It's like the sequel. Oh, yes. Jesus has grown up. I think Joseph is dead. Mary is, because Mary is a widow. As they're by Jeff Good, and the shows that he writes are just real irreverent and fantastic. He wrote the eight reindeer, eight reindeer monologues and the seven Santas. Didn't see that one either. They were good. So I've heard. <laughs> oh my god, that's fun though. Why is it that story could be so much better? Imagine if Michael Bay directed it. <laughs> and then the stable blew up. <laughs> like five different angles. The angel rappels down from the mountaintop. I'm here to save your child. In a helicopter. It's like, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm here to save your child. Basically. That's how I imagine that would go. The shepherds. And then the we... stable transforms. <laughs> into a camel. <laughs>